Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Women in Technology, special episode of Atlanta Business Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Redhawk McPherson, and alongside of me is Sandy Welfare, Executive Director of WIT. How are you, Sandy? I'm doing very well, Ryan. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for joining us again in the studio. This is a regular series we've been doing from time to time. And I know last time we visited was right before the big awards ceremony. And then you had the ceremony. So tell us, bring us up to date on, on what happened that evening. It was a fantastic evening where we had um, just over 830 people in the room. So our biggest event ever. And of course, the night ended up with these lovely ladies being our winners. So very exciting evening. Well, congratulations. 830 attendees, um, all kinds of people from all walks of uh, businesses here in Atlanta coming together to support uh, women in technology. Absolutely. And so, um, and so, yeah, you brought along some guests with you today uh, to show. Can you share with us uh, who you brought with you? So we usually do our um, award uh, award winners by category. And so I will go through our categories. So our First uh, winner is Erica Mallett, who is our winner for the nonprofit category, which is new for this year. And Jill Gostin is our uh, winner for the medium and education category. And of course, Tracy Garner is our winner for the large enterprise category. Very nice. So we're going to get a visit with each one of them today. So let's say hello first to Erica. Good morning, Erica. Good morning, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm doing great. This Where morning. did you keep that award that you got at that event that night? <laughs> so my parents attended and my father placed it on my mantle. Nice. That's a good father for you. And so he's a uh, great dad. so uh, wait, tell me about that moment you first realized you were up for the award. Uh, it was it was extremely humbling, uh, you know, and obviously in understanding the lineage of the organization and most definitely the women who were also nominated and uh, selected as finalists. Mm-hmm. So extremely humbling uh, and just a moment of, OK, really? Seriously? Yeah. OK, wow. And uh, just excited to be there that evening because, you know, like Sandy mentioned, a room full of people who were there to support the event, and uh, it was exciting to be there. And then when you heard your name called and you came on up for, what was that moment like? Well, I literally hit pause <laughs> first before, uh, because it was the first category that was presented, so, so it yeah. literally started the evening. Um, so just hit pause mm-hmm. and uh, allow that moment to just kind of sink in. Um, giving, I, I did just give thanks to, for me, mm-hmm. to, to God, because he's definitely been leading my life uh, from day one. And so just, you know, breathe for a minute and, and, and capture the moment and just thought all, you know, moments of appreciation and perspective uh, for that moment in time. Yeah, it sounds very exciting for sure. And you won the award uh, along with some other categories, and we'll get to visit with them here in a moment. Uh, And then uh, you you recognized for your work in the nonprofit uh, world. Can you tell a little bit uh, about what your business is doing for folks? Certainly. So the name of our organization, it's a great tongue twister. It's called IT Senior Management Forum. (laughs) But it is a very, uh, you know, it's an organization that is very focused on supporting specifically Black technology executives. Uh, So we've been around for 20 years. This is our 20th anniversary this particular year. And supporting Black technology executives, uh, because at this point, Black technology executives still represent less than 5% of the entire technology executive population. 
So we, we're trying to fulfill a, a, a pipeline mm-hmm. of, of growth and opportunity and sustainability. And that's what we've been doing for 20 years. And Atlanta is definitely our, our largest market in terms of trying to make that happen. I'm sure Atlanta is a great place to have that business going. But what do you mean support? What are some of the things you are actually doing for some of these top executives? Absolutely. So we provide professional development. Uh, as well as networking, because there are definitely specific nuances that they manage to uh, in not just in their roles, but because of who they are in those particular roles. So mm-hmm. we offer symposiums, quarterly symposiums, four times a year. Uh, intermittently between those symposiums, which are three-day symposiums, we all f- also offer networking receptions, and all of these events are supported by our corporate sponsors. So uh, major organizations in the Atlanta market, like. Bank of America or SunTrust or um, Cox Enterprises, Southern Company, they are all major champions of ensuring that, again, we're fulfilling a pipeline, that we're providing that development. Because the reality is most organizations don't have an HR resource that is dedicated to continued education and professional development for folks that are that senior and that type of asset. But this gives those organizations a great opportunity to show that they respect and value those individuals. They want to retain them. And more importantly, they want to more they want to create more people like them. So uh, that's what we do. I would imagine those individuals are pretty uh, self-driven uh, as well. But knowing that there's organizations like yours who can help them in their career development, career path, uh, that's great. But how do you get the word out to some of these executives that, that, to know that you're available? Uh, we uh, have long been this what we tagged as a best kept secret. That was never really the goal, but that's just been our our presence in life. Uh, So it's a great question that you're asking. And basically, one of the roles that I have is um, focused on external affairs or strategic alliances with other organizations. And that's one of the best ways for us to help people know that we exist. Uh, Because again, we're already dealing with a very niche population. Uh, And when you look at the women portion of that number, it's less than 2%, right? So it's already a small group that you're almost trying to find a needle in a haystack sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is we're here to let people, we we work through those strategic alliances. We participate in partnerships on a larger scale with organizations like Gartner, uh, CIO Magazine, Computer World, th- that type of thing. And those are great avenues by which people begin to know that we're here and that we're available. And really, uh, even from a younger standpoint, right? So again, we're dealing with folks that are vice president C-suite level. But when we tap into these other organizations, we then get access to people who are perhaps, you know, just senior managers or newly seated directors and are just starting to elevate up into their executive career. So it's a great place to plant the seed. For sure. And and how about, um, if you don't mind me asking, you are a nonprofit. So yes. how are you funded? Uh, our corporate partners generate uh, over 75% of the funds that come into our organization. We are a member-based organization, so we do have membership fees that are associated with being a part of the organization. But even then, most of them are, are supported by their corporate partner, by their corporate um, uh, com- uh, by their corporations that they work for. Uh, so our, the companies see great value in partnering with us. Again, they look at us as a resource. They look at as look at us as a partner for fulfilling a lot of their DNI initiatives and and even more importantly their retention initiatives. Um, so they are re- you know ready and willing to join us in in this effort. And that's where most of our funding comes from. And that speaks largely to how great the business culture and community is here in Atlanta as well as all these uh, top level corporations are helping one another. 
uh, keep the talent pool growing and, and thriving here in Atlanta as, as the uh, business community grows. Right. Uh, so what's next for you uh, as we kind of wind down 2016 and, and your business? Uh, what's, ne- what's next for you next year in 2017? Well, you know, since, again, we have quarterly symposiums, life really never sleeps for us. Uh, so we, we just ended our, our last symposium this or November, and we're already getting geared up for the one that's first quarter for us. And uh, so really, it's just it's a continual, continual movement of activity. So, um, you know, obviously trying to enjoy the holidays. Mm-hmm. I am a mom. Well, right. I have two boys. And uh, and and so I always want to make sure I'm spending time with them and doing my best to create balance in our yeah. life. Doing my best is probably the best operative words about that. But um, but just bringing this year to a close, um, you know, being grateful for the new connections that we've made as an organization. And we're already focused on what are the new strategic organizations that we want to tap into uh, for, for 2017. We have some major events that are coming up for us with organizations like the National Society of Black Engineers and participating in their national convention uh, where they have like 15,000 people in attendance. So those, again, are great opportunities for us to have a, a strong presence. And we're really blessed to have people like Martin Davis, right, who's CIO for Southern Company, coming with us to that event. Um, so that's a great representation for Atlanta, but he also uh, is a great representation of ITSMF. So it never stops. ITSMF. Yes. Say it 10 times fast. <laughs> IT. <laughs> mess you up every yeah, time. Yeah, that's right. Management Forum. Yeah, uh, You have it there. So um, so uh, that's good. Uh, great. Thank you so much for taking time to visit with us. If somebody wanted to get in touch with your company or learn more about you professionally, how could they do so? Certainly. So we are definitely online, uh, ITSMFonline.org. I say that because there is another ITSMF organization that's out there. Uh, but also on Twitter, same handle, at ITSMFonline, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, and I'm definitely on LinkedIn personally, so uh, we are extremely accessible. Fantastic. And uh, yeah, stick with us as now we turn our attention over here uh, to uh, Tracy Gossett. Garner. Garner, I'm sorry. It's, it's Jill Gossett. Gostin. Gostin. Man, I'm getting messed up over here. Sorry, Tracy uh, Garner. So thank you for joining us with AT&T. Thank you, Ryan. And you are a winner of what category? I'm in the large business enterprise category. Large So the business. biggest of the big companies. Yeah. How did you get uh, selected out of all the uh, folks over there? Uh, to kind of get nominated to receive this award. You know, so there are days I still wonder that myself because you look at the pool of talent, specifically in Atlanta, there's so many large corporations here. And looking at the other nominees and and their qualifications, I I have to be honest with you, I never expected to hear my name called that night. So, you know, much like Erica, it was uh, one of those opportunities where you just kind of had to stop and breathe and say, okay, just take your time. There's no big rush here. Um, you know, I, I think part of it is I've been around a long time. So 33 and a half years with AT&T or some company that formed AT&T started with Bell South. So, you know, I've had an opportunity over that long period of time to work in a lot of different areas of technology and a lot of different areas specifically around engineering. And so, you know, I think I've built a reputation over those years. And, and um, fortunately within my company, it, it's been recognized and I was lucky to be nominated by a coworker from our company. So, from your perspective, you would say AT and T is is kind of ahead of this uh, getting women involved in technology, and has been for many, many years because you've been working over there for, uh, like you said, a, a number of years. Yeah, I, I'm really proud of the work that AT and T does. And if you look at our senior manager ranks, our officer ranks in the technology field, and much of our company, quite frankly, is is technology based. Um, you know, we're we're well represented uh, by females there, and and that's been that way for a number of years. So. 
we can always do better. I'd still like to see a few more people at the chairman's table, a few more women at the chairman's table. But, um, you know, up to that point, we have very good representation. We have a lot of programs within AT&T that really promote um, women who are already in STEM careers to continue to grow in that field. But we also have programs, you know, that encourage women who maybe aren't in a STEM field to jump over the fence and come see what it's like. And, and I've been involved in that for probably the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's one of the most rewarding things that I do is, is watching a person who came into the business through one side, just, you know, kind of make a conscious decision that they really want to do something different. And they want to go into a place that might be viewed from the outside as not as friendly to women um, and, you know, help them understand just the, the kind of contribution that they can make the amount of difference that they can make on a daily basis and the fact that they're in a really good position to create a good name and a good reputation for them if they get in and they work hard. Sounds good. And so you went to the awards. Is this your first year attending the Women uh, award, Women of the Year Awards? It's not. I, um, I've been there, I guess, three times. And this was actually the second time I was nominated. So I was nominated the first time in 2008. I can remember walking out that, that day or that evening with some of my coworkers. And one of them said, you know, you didn't win this year, but um, apparently you have to be an astronaut, you know, to win. And so we're going to make you an astronaut in the future. So I'm still not an astronaut. Yeah. Not sure that's really my career path. But, um, you know, I was probably early in my senior manager uh, tenure in 2008. And I think, you know, since then, obviously, I've had a chance to grow in my career. But, you know, so it wasn't my first time. I knew a little bit about what to expect. But I can tell you, reflecting back on 2008, that was a much smaller event, much lower key. And um, it was just an amazing time to be together with, you know, the women that are here in the studio with us today and 830 other yeah, right. uh, people. And your name was called and you came up on stage. And what was that moment like for you? You you said you had to hit pause, but I'm sure you thought about all the accomplishments that uh, led you to that moment. Well, the good news is, you know, they had kind of briefed us ahead of time and said, you really should have some comments prepared in case you win. And, um, not thinking I was going to win. I probably waited until that afternoon, quite frankly, to think about what I would say. And, you know, Erica got up there first, as she mentioned, hers was the first category that was called. And she gave the most compelling, inspiring, emotional um, remarks of anybody. And I thought, now I hope they don't call my name. (laughs) Hard act to follow, Erica. (laughs) Yeah, and I was actually last. So there were three great ones before I got up there. But, um, you know, for me, it really was just an opportunity to say thank you to the people who have helped me over those 33 years. Um, And, you know, to be able to enjoy it with coworkers, with some friends, sorority sisters from college, my family members, it was just a really special time. I bet. And and as someone who's been immersing themselves in the Atlanta community and business world for a number of years, what are some of those uh, kind of advances you've seen that made the biggest impact here in Atlanta through the years? Well, you know, I, I think um, from uh, the female perspective, just seeing the number of people, not just in AT&T, but in other companies that, you know, have started to rise up in their organizations and then organizations like WIT that can bring us together no matter what you're company or organization is, bring you together and, and talk about the, you know, common challenges that we all face and that also learn from the things that others are doing and doing successfully so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. You know, I think that's been the biggest change when you look back, you know, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, is just the amount of sharing. And I think we've finally gotten to a point where it's like we can all win together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have to compete against one another. 
And so I love the support system that exists in Atlanta now. And any advice you would give to either a young career woman who's in the technology field, some, uh, of course, get involved with WIT, what are some other things she can do to help advance her career or further the, uh, the, you know, the whole message that we're trying to, you know, have that diversity here in Atlanta? Sure. I'd love for them to be involved in WIT, you know, obviously, but my advice to them would be, you know, build a network and build a network, not just in your own company, but in across many companies, across many organizations. And that network shouldn't be all women either. And, you know, they shouldn't be all in the same kinds of jobs. And so build that network and then very intentionally work that network. And it's not about you trying to get ahead, but what can you learn from those people? And, you know, what will they tell you that maybe your boss won't tell you? And so, you know, build that network, build it early on. I think if I have one regret about my career, it's that I didn't really understand the value of that early on. And once I started to get it. How long did it take you to understand that? Um, you know, I was probably 15, 18 years it, into my career before, before yeah. it kind of clicked. And I said, you know, there's, there's something to this. It's not just an extracurricular activity, but it can actually help me be more successful in my career. And so once I, I started to get it, started to build that network, um, my career really started to take off. Mm -hmm. And where is it taking you in 2017 and beyond? What, what's next for you as in a winner of, uh, of this uh, coveted award? Well, you know, we're trying to wrap up the year right now, which is always, um, you know, a big deal we're in, when you're in the kind of job that, that I'm in. So we've got, you know, goals to meet that we've made commitments to Wall Street on, and we're really busy for the next uh, mm -hmm. 23 days or whatever it is. So, you know, that's the immediate um, thing. But but next year, my organization, specifically within AT&T, will grow about 400 more people. And Here in the Atlanta area? Uh, no, uh, across the southeast. Okay. Some will be in Atlanta. That's good news. That is good news. Uh, you know, not all businesses right now are saying we're going to grow next year. I think they're going to, you know, kind of wait out and see so what happens under the new administration. Um, but we already have a forecast that says we need to grow, and we're in the process of hiring those people now. So, you know, early in the year, we'll be very focused on onboarding those people, make sure we get them up and get them proficient as quickly as possible, make sure that we help them understand um, the culture of AT&T and the way that they can really get involved and also enjoy, you know, a long career here. And um, I guess, you know, more importantly, in our kind of business, things change and they change dramatically. And so a lot of my focus next year is, is not on, you know, what are we going to do in six months, but what do we need to look like in five years? And are we retooling our employees so that they can be successful in that environment as opposed to needing to hire off the street to replace their talents that they bring? So that's, you know, when I think about, you know, kind of my top priorities for 17, um, that's certainly at the top of the list. Yeah, and getting back to that uh, Women of the Year Awards next year, and you'll be involved as a past award winner now as uh, we know that they are involved next year at, at the new uh, uh, ceremony. So um, so if our listeners want to get in touch with you professionally or learn more about your uh, information at AT&T, how can they do so? So obviously, AT&T.com, you can find all kind of information. AT&T.com slash careers will get you to our job openings. I personally am on in Twitter, on LinkedIn, as well as AT&T is as well. And we've got a lot of different handles out there. Just um, It's a big company, yeah. 280,000 strong. So look for us. And that's Tracy Garner, Vice President, Internet and Entertainment Field Services, AT&T Technology Operations. Thank you so much for joining us. And now let's turn our attention. Thank you for being patient to Jill Gosselin, Deputy Director of Information and Communication Laboratory at Georgia Re Tech Research Institute. Thank you. All right. And you were the past winner of the education category. 
Uh, yeah, so it's in the medium company and education. Okay. Uh, at education category. So this is a surprise to me, just like the others. Um, it was a something I went out and actually Googled the other finalists mm-hmm. and had no doubt that one of them would be the winner. <laughs> so it was a nice surprise. It was just even being nominated, being among the honorees was an honor. How long before the actual event do you know, uh, get nominated, know of your nomination? Um, I, you know, I don't even remember. The process seemed to start in August. July and August. Mm-hmm. And August then you find out. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. so you have many months to wonder what's <laughs> happened because you know, November is the event. And then you understand yes. that you're going to be up against some other right. uh, powerful women in industry. Yeah. And it, it's a multi-stage process where somebody nominated me and then we ended up having a question questionnaire to respond, a long form to submit and then went in for interviews. So it's an ongoing, long process to get up to that final event in November. And it can't be an award that you shy away from. It sounds like you have to kind of uh, work a little bit and That's it, right. be humble a little bit and say, here is my submission, not just kind of coming out of left field and being awarded. That's right. And for me, writing up something like that, it really takes someone else to help review it because you tend to downplay what things, what your strengths are, what right. things you have done. So it helped to have somebody else that re- reviewed it and helped beef it up. I know. Ego is a funny thing. It can drive us to be successful right. and it can keep us uh, in check at the same time. Right. So. Uh, so then you went out, had the award. When were you called? She was called. Eric was called first. <laughs> Erica was first, yeah. and then our the small business category. Trisha was second, okay. and I was third. And actually, at the time, um, someone was bringing me a gift bag. At the time they announced the winner, so I kind of really wasn't even expecting it, and turned around and heard my name. And, went, and everybody's looking at you. That's right. Somebody <laughs> was actually videotaping it. And you see my jaw drop, and uh, there was a pause before I was at the kind of the back of the room and had to work my way up to the front. And then when you're up front, do you think about your career? Do you think about all those moments in the past that led you to that? Or is it just so happened so quickly that you, you don't have time for that? All the reflection comes later. Uh, I think I was thinking of it while I was up there because we had a table of uh, 10 people there from GTRI, my family and other people from GTRI. So I had some of my mentors there. And I had my family there. So I was thinking about everything that had led me up to that point in my wow. life. Wow. You couldn't have been proud. I'm sure they were proud of you. So tell us what you're doing down there at uh, the Research Institute. Yes. So so GTRI, the Georgia Tech Research Institute, is the uh, nonprofit research arm of Georgia Tech. We have about 2,000 employees and had about $365 million of awards last year entirely in research. Um, and awards came from the state or private Department enterprises? of Defense. Department of Defense, So we right. get 3% of our funding is actually from the state. Almost all the rest of it is from Department of Defense, and we have some industry contracts also. Um, but we do research in various areas. I'm in the Information and Communications Lab, and for GTRI, lab means a research focus area. So we have eight different labs. I spent the first 30 years, almost 30 years of my career in the sensors lab. So I worked on radar systems and sonar systems and a little bit of IR systems also. But now in the information and communications lab, I'm the deputy director. And we do a lot of work in communications, wireless communications, especially for the Department of Defense. We do work with STEM activities. We do um, work with uh, data analytics and high-performance computing. We have kind of a broad spectrum of areas. We're getting into health analytics, health data analytics. And we're now also involved in things like the Internet of Things, smart cities, smart transportation. So it's a very broad area. It sounds like it. And all these are very important to the growing economy here in Atlanta, the growing Absolutely. Uh, nation as a whole. And what about it particularly uh, do you like about this job? Well, you know, one of the things is the smart cities uh, work we're doing is with the city of Atlanta. Oh, really? Um, we're doing some work setting up sensors in different areas, multiple sensors. 
and we're going to be working with them for what their needs are and how we can help provide for those needs. Um, but also the health area is another area where you really see the impact on people of the work we're doing, health data analytics. Health affects all of us. Mm -hmm. It's something like 20% of the U.S. Uh, GDP is involved in some way in health. So it's important for me to see what the impact is of what the research is that we're doing. So that that's kind of comes back full circle to you. It makes, you know, your work's important. It's actually changing lives. Right. And doing good things for yes. the, uh, the broader yes. community. And, and, you know, I think a lot of the people, the young people coming up from, you know, middle school on up, what they want to see is that the work they're going to do is going to have an impact. And if we can make it more clear that going into a technology field really does have an impact on the lives of everybody around them, I think they would be more encouraged to pursue those types of careers. Were you involved with technology at a very young age? Uh, so I was always into math. I'm a mathematician. Um, it was something I was good at from the start. I have five older sisters, and uh, they all encouraged me in that area. My oldest sister was one of the first women in computing. She went to the University of Illinois and studied computing. So I had that from the start, the, the interest in technology and the, the belief that I could succeed in whatever I wanted to do related to math, related to computing. Because you saw that in your older sisters. That's right. Right. And they That's were right. successful and kind yes. of paving it. But it, it had that belief in you that you could do whatever you wanted yes. to do and as well. And my parents also. They made us all. all there's five six girls and one boy in my family. Mm -hmm. Even my brother, it wasn't just a female thing. It was, you can succeed in whatever you want to do. And we all have that. Right. And so then you found yourself here in this role at Georgia Tech Research Institute over there. Uh, and you're doing good work, not only for the city, but uh, for women in technology right. and, uh, and helping. Any advice you would give to a young female in, in uh, getting into technology, just graduating, that kind of thing, to make sure uh, that she's on the right career path? Uh, well, you know, we talked about networking. You know, I like to view my network as my support system. And I think you need to view it that way, not just uh, a group of people that are around you that you, you, know, you talk to occasionally. It really is your support system. Use them. There's something you can learn from every single person that's part of that network, that's yeah. part of that support system. And I think it's important to do that. I also think it's key for us to make sure that women, especially young women, know that they should be speaking up. Don't just sit in the back of the meeting. Don't just sit there and think the thoughts. Make sure you're expressing them. Take the time to think it through before you say it out loud, but express your thoughts. They're valued, and make sure you take the time to think it through and express it clearly. And I would encourage the male listeners to make sure you're collaborating out there. Make right. sure you're listening and recognizing uh, when a voice is being heard, and not right. often is it a strong voice. It may need some yes. encouragement from behind yeah. and, and some uh, accelerating uh, on our parts as and well. And I, so. I think that's true for the men and the women in leadership to recognize if you're in a meeting or in a discussion and someone, male or female, is being overridden by someone else who maybe is a stronger personality, take the time to go back to that person and say, hey, I don't think you had time to complete your thought. Can mm -hmm. you finish telling us what you want to say? And you may not be able to do that in that same room. You may that's have right. to remove someone from the room before that person even opens up more. So make sure you're getting one-on-one -on -one time with all those key members of your team to make sure their voices are heard as well. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, you know, so, and that's just all about the leadership and teamwork. You know, something we learned about in the military. Everybody has mm -hmm. a voice. Uh, even if you're not in charge, we want you to speak up if you see a leader doing something wrong. That's, that's um, right. And someone who's plugged into Atlanta and seeing the smart cities you mentioned and what's next, what kind of sensors are they putting in our city? Uh, there's all sorts of sensors in there. There are environmental sensors. There are acoustic sensors. Uh, I believe they'll probably eventually add other sensors in mm -hmm. there. Um, 
they're like nodes that have multiple sensors in them mm -hmm. that send information back to a, a central location. Mm -hmm. And then they can combine that information. Just adding to all the other technologies out there with the, right. the cameras and the, the wiring of the city. You know, we do some work up in Chattanooga. We have Chattanooga Business Radio, and they are a smart grid out there. Okay. Not only is the whole city yeah. wired for 100 megabyte internet, uh, but the city power grid is all connected. So if one block goes out, they can rewire the entire power. The next block is not going out as the yeah. entire. Uh, so that's pretty cool. I would love to see something like everything, that coming to Atlanta. Absolutely. Everything is becoming more connected. Yes. All right. So if our listeners want to learn more about yourself professionally or uh, your work, how could they do so? Uh, so GTRI, you can find, just go Google it. You'll find it. It's mm -hmm. part of the Georgia Tech Institute, uh, the Georgia Institute of Technology. So you can find it online. We are on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook. I am also, if you look for Jill Gostin, you'll find me on social media and uh, and through the GTRI website, you can find me also. And we've heard here many times, folks, that you got to network. So network social media first. It's easy. It's quick. LinkedIn, professional. Um, and then send a note. Uh, my LinkedIn tip is if you're going to uh, connect with someone, send a thank you note or a nice little special message. Mm -hmm. to know you're not just uh, some robot out there trying to just collect followers on LinkedIn. So, well, thank you so much for joining us in here. In the last segment, we'll just, as we begin to wrap, talk again about Atlanta, how we give back, why it's important for us. Uh, so we'll go back to Erica here and, and talk to you. When did you first come to Atlanta? Uh, so when I was a student at Georgia Tech. It's Georgia's student tech. So, and then you, and you now lived here for how long? So I've, uh, I came here in 1990, uh, okay. originally my matriculation at Georgia Tech, I graduated in industrial engineering, moved away for about six years when I worked for IBM and for a software company, BMC Software, but I've been back here since 2002. So uh, at this point, uh, Atlanta is definitely like home for me, and thankfully my mother now accepts that as well. <laughs> and you've seen it change through the years and seen it grow. I think uh, we see it here every day in the studio, but from your perspective, uh, you know, we're, we're trending in the right direction. Absolutely. I mean, everything from just, you know, the, the amazing incubators that are here to support the entrepreneurial spirit and, uh, and, and even great opportunities like, you know, what will now be CODA, uh, the second phase of the huge development, the high performance center that's going to be a part of that. Uh, Georgia Tech has a huge connectivity to the Midtown Alliance and to see uh, amazing growth spurts like that and to be very intentional about it. Um, it's exciting because it, it it's a representation of an amazing ecosystem that goes to everything from, you know, your Fortune 100 corporations to the smallest entrepreneur and innovator that's out there. And so it's been phenomenal to watch that type of growth happen in a place like Atlanta. I'm sure uh, originally nobody probably would have given a lot of thought to being in the South and having right. that type of movement right. and activity happening. And it's unfortunate, particularly when you, you're sitting here with several Georgia Tech alumni. So um, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't just be the only one that's, that, that has that sense of pride about it. But in terms of, you know, knowing that, 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 that what, what we represent, where we graduated from has really been the genesis and a nucleus for inspiring a lot of that growth, uh, producing amazing people, uh, you know, I hate to say we're amazing, but, <laughs> yeah. just, you know, but, but we're byproducts of a place like that. Right. So it has really created some some phenomenal footprints. And to see that then move into the suburbs of mm -hmm. Atlanta, uh, it's 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 been uh, again, my entire adult life has been here, planted here in the Atlanta market. And so I've been so impressed and so excited to see uh Organizations like WIT take on initiatives of ensuring that young women are truly inspired to pursue STEM careers. You know, it's just been, it's been, 
a place that creates so many positive groundswells of, of, of opportunity that are now extending into other markets, particularly nearby markets. Uh, so it, it's, you know, it, it's the baseline for uh, and, and the hub of just innovation. And um, so it's exciting. It is exciting. And Atlanta often paves the way in many areas that uh, other cities and uh, companies follow in. And WIT, for example, is, is a great way of, uh, of bringing the community together here in Atlanta, across business lines, across gender lines, just across uh, city and county lines like we do here in Atlanta. Atlanta's a bunch of little cities all connected in one major metropolitan area. Right. And I think the ladies in the, um, in the room are pretty much showing the diversity around industry, around uh, background. I mean, so if you think about science, technology, engineering, and math, there are jobs that exist now that didn't exist five years ago. Mm-hmm. And there's jobs that will exist in two years that don't exist now. So I just love the uh, connectivity that we all have to a greater um, a greater purpose around the STEM field. Absolutely. And uh, so we just encourage our listeners, if you're in, in a role out there uh, in a corporation and you want you kind of encourage your leaders to get involved or you're ahead of a small business and, and you want to get involved so you can recruit good talent, you know, what's a good first step to, to getting those uh, you know, educated and STEM oriented, uh, career minded uh, females out there looking to, you know, Absolutely. get into the workforce for sure. Uh, so, so Eric, remind our listeners again how they can get in touch with you and your company. Absolutely. So we're online, itsmfonline.org. We're on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, um, both myself personally as well as our organization. And we're always looking to, uh, again, our goal is not to be this best kept secret. Our, our goal is to ensure that people are aware that we're here, that we're supporting, uh, you know, a, a very strong market like Atlanta, and that we're also uh, committed to ensuring that continuous growth, progress. Uh, being a change agent, uh, that's that's really what we're all about as an organization. Definitely. And thank you so much for joining us. Erica Mallett, Vice President of Membership and External Affairs, IT Senior Management Forum, and the winner of the Nonprofit Organization uh, for Women of the Years for uh, 2016. Thank you so much, Erica. Absolutely. And uh, Tracy, we mentioned before, you've been in Atlanta for a number of years with a big corporation that's kind of anchored here in Atlanta and known as Atlanta, uh, but you continually impact uh, the city you know, not only individuals, but encouraging other businesses to, to follow uh, that leadership there. So um, we're so happy that you're part of that. But what's next for you? And, and next year, you said you're going to be uh, kind of taking on some new initiatives. Definitely taking on new initiatives. And, and one of the things that AT&T is very involved in is trying to build and help graduation rates improve and also career readiness improve. And so over the last three years, we've um, invested about a mil- over a million hours of mentoring middle school and high school students. I try to specifically look at the girls in mm-hmm. there to try to get them into STEM. Can you tell at education. that age if someone is super interested or not or has that potential or not? You can. And, you know, I think especially in the middle school range, they need so much encouragement because it's at that point that people start to discourage those people, those girls from going into STEM education and careers. And so the more you know, people like my myself and the others in the room can kind of get in their heads and let them know what the opportunities are, you know, even though to to your point, um, there are jobs that are going to exist in two years that we don't know about today, but at least setting the stage for what a cool place it is to work because at that age, they want to be cool, right? <laughs> and so if you can, you know, kind of put the cool factor on STEM jobs for them, that's what I always try to do. And so I will continue to be uh, very involved in in that as an extracurricular, you know, activity at AT&T, and I, I try to get all of my coworkers to be involved in it as well. You know, a million hours of mentoring is no 
small feet, Mm -hmm. and about $350 million of investment that we've put into that program. So something I'm really proud of. As you should be, for sure. And also proud of the large enterprise winner for the Women of the Year Awards 2016. And uh, tell our listeners again, AT&T, how they can get in touch with you. ATT.com. You can find the company and me on LinkedIn, on Twitter, and on Facebook. Well, thank you so much, Tracy, for joining us. And and Jill from Georgia Tech. You know, that's an Atlanta institution, as we've mentioned Absolutely. multiple times here on the program. It's kind of taken Atlanta th- through the last 20, 30 years into mm-hmm. this technology kind of driven economy here. And uh, and you've been there through these changes through the years. And it's got to be exciting. I have. I mean, GTRI has actually been in existence for 80 years. Really? It started out as the engineering experiment station. So we have been focused on research in Georgia, supporting the state and the city since then. And, you know, we've expanded now, you know, nationwide, we're doing support for, you know, the Department of Defense, as I said. But, you know, it's something that's never ending. We're continuing to grow about 7% a year is our forecast to continue to grow. And we're expanding into areas that we have not been in before that are really, like I said earlier, are very impactful. The healthcare field, the smart cities, the smart transportation, Internet of Things. We're continuing to expand and to grow. And because of that, we're constantly trying to find the best and brightest out there to bring them on to help us with that growth. Just tap into the recruits, uh, the graduating class of That's uh, right. Georgia Tech. That yes, can work yes, over absolutely. there. And I have to know as a researcher, it's just a bunch of reading all day long. Are you used to cool <laughs> experiments and like, you know, test things in a lab? What do you actually do? So uh, for me personally, I have done a lot of work with radar systems, with testing of software systems, which is all on the computer. I'll actually be moving into the CODA building when it's built high-performance computing. We do have people that are doing work in labs. We do have people that sit behind their desk all day and work on their computer. We do have people that work on high-performance computing systems in a, in a larger computer area. So it's a wide variety of Research can be a wide variety of tasks Absolutely. on a day-to-day basis. And if I was going to go into research, I want to be doing cool experiments all day long, the, the math and the, and the reading and <laughs> all that, uh, not as exciting to me personally, but uh, I'm sure it's exciting that a lot of this, 2,000 employees down there working. Yes. I can't believe it. Yeah. So that's a lot of smart people, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to get involved uh, with the organization, how would they do so? So the easiest thing is probably to find us on LinkedIn. But as I said, you can just Google us, GTRI. We'll, you'll find us easily. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, Jill Gostin, Deputy Director of Information and Communication Laboratory at Georgia Tech Research Institute and the winner of the Medium and Slash Education uh, Awards for Women of the Year 2016. Thank you so much. And thank you to all thank of you. the a guest in studio today. And thank you, Sandy, once again, for, for helping making this show happen. Uh, what's next for WIT? Any events coming up or are you guys done for 2016? Well, we're not done. Our next big event is the final for the year, and it will be featuring these ladies plus uh, Trisha Dempsey as the award winners. And we're going to have a wonderful panel with them on December 21st at Western Perimeter at 7.30 a.m. And tickets are still available for that? Still available. All right. So go to uh, mywit.org for more information about that. Stay plugged in. And there's events going all the time. And there's ways to get involved uh, kind of locally and then help the larger mission as well. If you want to help the young girls or help the career track uh, along the way, there's lots of different levels and ways to sponsor uh, women in technology. So thank you so much, Sandy, for joining us. And thank you to Stone Payton and Lee Cantor And on behalf of the entire Business Radio X family, I'm Ryan Redhawk McPherson. We'll see you next time on Atlanta Business Radio. 